are live. This is Mike Wall. Welcome back to another episode of the Agent Revolution Podcast, the place where we deconstruct the biggest challenges facing today's real estate agents so that they can build a sustainable, profitable, and most of all, fulfilling real estate business. Our mission is to build a community of well-informed agents and investors who better serve their clients. I could not be more excited for this show because we're discussing one of my favorite topics, lead conversion, and there's no better person to have that conversation with than Mega Agent Lab Coats. Agents founder, Tristan Amata. But before we do, make sure and go over to meetmikewall.com. I'm giving away a absolutely free 30-minute free business strategy call right now. Tristan, are you ready to deliver the goods, my man? Let's do this, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> I love it, man. Hey, but before we get started, I mean, for those of, of, of uh, those folks in the audience who've been under a rock for the last 10 years, um, give us a quick bio on you, man. Yeah, quickly. I've been in real estate since 2004, 2003, 2004. Right out of college, I graduated, went into law school and went into real estate. Real estate did way better, super fast. And I said, see you later to law school. And then real estate tanked. And I was like, what the hell did I do? Yeah. Uh, shifted, pivoted, went all in on online leads and then met up with Realtor.com when they created their product, the, the Realtor.com Cobroke Connection zip code product. Yeah. And that I did really well with. They interviewed me one time and said, whoa, you have an amazing system. Can we put you on stage at NAR? I said, I'm in. And then that's what blew everything up. They took my systems. They told it to the world. And then that's when I created Lab Code Agents, brought everybody in. And since then, been a mega agent converting online leads at a high level. Yeah, dude, I love it. I love it, man. And you are out in the Thousand Oaks, uh, Malibu, Southern California area, correct? That's it, man. This is where I was. I was born pretty close to here, Los Angeles. Just Okay. And and what what is the landscape for online lead generation like there? Is it? I, I would assume it's fairly competitive with the average price point being so high. It is. It is very competitive. And the price, depending on what you're looking at, either... Google PPC, Facebook lead ads, or yeah. Realtor.com or Zillow, they're definitely on the higher end. So okay. Zillow is probably about $200 a lead, same as Realtor.com. Got it. Google's about 10 and then Facebook can range depending if you add questions into the Facebook lead ad or you have regular ads. It ranges between $2 all the way up to about $50. Okay. Awesome, dude. Okay. So I've got so many questions for you, man. Um, and I know I, I th you're a big Wailopa guy, right? Is that I am. Okay. Yeah, I love, I love Wailopa. And, and it is a great product. Uh, we use Commissions Inc. And I know other people use Boomtown. There's KV Core. There's a lot of them out there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for the most part, would you agree that most leads generated online, uh, I mean, with the exception of, 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 I guess, indirect registrations, which would be like newsfeed leads where you're actually, you're, you're indirectly showing up in somebody's nude feed and they're clicking on your, you know, your ad versus, you know, direct registrations, which are coming directly to you with the exception of those two. I mean, for the most part, the online leads are, are fairly similar. Would you agree? Most companies... I would say with most companies, there are some there are some slight differences depending where you look. Okay, and we, and we can get into that too if you want. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I definitely want to do that because I know people that watch the show. Um, you know, they're obviously they want to be able to convert leads better, but they also want to to generate good quality leads. 
Uh, and we know that that there are a lot of companies out there um, that sell leads, right? And, and, and I don't want to give anyone the impression that if you sign up with a company, they're just, just going to automatically produce good quality leads because there's a lot of I mean, shitty leads that are being produced as well. Totally, dude. Totally. Yeah. So um, and, and when I said in our marketing, I, I talked about, you know, kind of I think technology is changing the game. And, and you know, I remember back in probably 2000, it's probably 2002, 2003. Maybe it was a little bit later than that. I can't remember. Do you know when did Tiger? When did he? When did he come out with um, Tiger? Tiger 2006. Yeah. 2006. Okay, and that was really one of the first um, that online lead generation tools that I had ever heard of, where they were using pay per click and generating these leads. And it was, I mean, to me at that time, it was just a newer thing, right? And it was, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, there was not a lot of people in the game and there was a lot of leads being generated. Yeah. And then obviously the market was flooded right after that. I mean, all these other services came along. Um, does it matter? I mean, like from, from the standpoint of like, I think to me, right? I think the technology has changed the game because we used to be the holders of the data, right? Real, real estate agents used to have, I don't know if you remember this, like back in 2001, like when I first got into real estate, they had these books, man. It was the weirdest thing. They were like this thick. And, and they were like, yeah. And like you flip through the book and you tried to find, it's like a consumer would call you. They would say, I want a three bedroom, two bath house in, you know, in whatever so. city. And between this price point and, and you flip through this book, literally like you were the holder of the data at that point. And what's happened with technology, obviously now is they're providing the consumer all that data, right? Uh, and for a while, you know, we channeled that through the MLS, but as online services got better and better, we created the IDX feed and fed all that stuff to, you know, Zillow's and all these other websites. But what's happened is it's changed the behavior of the consumer, right? Where now we, where we used to hold all of the information, right? We could, we could, we, we, we had it lock and key. So we were able to, to provide that information and then the consumer, you know, they took that information and did whatever they were going to do. Where now is you know, basically consumers are calling you, telling you what properties they want to see. They already have access to all the information. So it's changed the behavior of the consumer. Mm -hmm. And so I guess what I want to know from you, like as long as you've been doing this, is the is technology going to continue to change the behavior of the consumer? Yeah, it definitely is. And it starts where people don't think. People assume that it's Zillow or that it, it's a it's more niche to real estate, but the consumer behavior is being changed by by companies like Amazon and the bigger companies, because that's where the consumer psychology is being changed. And it trickles down to how they function with us online. Yeah. And so people people point at Zillow and they're like, they're the they're the evil thing. But, you know, they're the ones pushing the boundaries to make our industry grow. Mm -hmm. Right? They're the ones who are helping our industry level up. Can you imagine if somebody else actually came in and, and did what Zillow did at a higher level sooner yeah. than what they did, we'd be out of business, dude, but it didn't happen. And I'm not saying Zillow is awesome or anything. I'm just saying we need to use that as leverage as well and start differentiating ourselves and saying, okay, how does this work? What, what, what am I supposed to be doing? How can I level the playing field? And I think that's when education comes into play because I always say, look, there, there's a funnel of online leads. We're, we're talking about here converting online leads. So the funnel is Facebook. Those are the leads at the very top, top of funnel, right? Yeah. Tofu. Middle is Google, Google pay-per-click. That's yeah. middle of the funnel. 
And on the bottom, you've got Zillow, Realtor.com, Redfin. Those are the typical leads. And I'm sure you can add other stuff in between there. But I, I want to keep it as simple as possible and explain to you where they're at. So top of funnel, Facebook lead ads. You have them for some, in some cases, some of these Facebook lead ads aren't even filling out questions because the companies that are providing them for you don't even put in questions, right. which is absurd to me, right? Because I put, I go to the back end of Facebook and I can put in three questions in there and say, hey, well, look, are you looking to buy in the next 90 days? Are you currently working with a real estate agent and do you need to sell a home? Yeah. Right? Those are my three questions. I make it multiple choice, yes, no, and it populates all their information. That makes the quality of the lead better. Right. Right. So look for that when you're looking to a company that provides you Facebook lead ads, not just the lead, because look, you're scrolling through Mike and me too on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Right. And I just click on it. There's yeah. no intent. The intent isn't there. It's just like, that looks cool. That's why they're top of funnel. Yeah. Right. Now you go into Google. They're more middle of the funnel means they're, they're getting closer because when I go and search for homes online, I'm going, I'm typing in Malibu homes for sale, right. Pepperdine university by the beach enter. I mean, that's a lot of intent right there. Sure. Right. Yeah. So now you're getting closer and that conversation over the phone needs to change as well. Right. Yeah. It's still not as strong as a conversation like a Zillow lead. So the conversation on a Google lead is, Hey Mike, it's Tristan with Keller Williams Realty. You just visited our website through Google and look, I don't want to spam you, Mike. So can you tell me a little bit more of what you're looking for? Are you looking closer to the beach or you just want to have a, a view to the beach, right? right? And they're always going to be like, no, no, no. And if they say, oh, you know what? No, I actually am serious, which happened to us a couple of months ago. And they ended up closing on a Google pay-per-click lead, 10 and a half million. Right? Wow. And so we closed that one because we listened to what they meant, yeah. not what they were saying, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, that, before you go any further, like that is a great nugget because uh, oftentimes people just get, um, they get in a place where they're just making calls. You know what I'm saying? They're, it's in the call, they're not, and, and so the other side of that, what I don't want people to do is 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 uh, analysis paralysis, right? You got these people also that will look through everything the lead, you know, has, you know, their name, uh, their social, they'll look up their LinkedIn. Uh, they'll be, they, literally, they do all that and then they call the lead and it's like, okay, that's the other side of the pendulum. You just need to be somewhere in the middle. But what you said there was so important, right? Because you took what they said in their search, right? So Pepperdine by the beach, right? And you you were able to um, communicate that or articulate that in your conversation with the lead. But what you did, what you did is n number one, you showed them you listened, right? You showed them that you listened. And then number two is you created instant familiarity. And what I mean by that is, oh yeah, he knows what I he, he actually he's he's this is legit. I that's exactly what I was looking for, right? Yeah. Because I, the funny thing is, I just got off a Zoom call with a, with a home warranty company. we were talking about like, they were talking about calling realtors. And I, I, I know when people, when you call people, like their default mechanism is to immediately get off the phone with you immediately yeah. because we get so many spam calls these days. And so they're looking, they're actually analyzing each word that you say to try to confirm their belief that they want to get off the phone with you. Yeah. And so I, that's why I tell people when you call somebody, 
Call them by their first name because when friends call you, that they always call you by your first name. No one calls you that you know, Tristan, and says, hey, Mr. Amata or, or Tristan Amata. They, they don't do that. Your friends don't do that, man. You know what I mean? And so if you just call them by their first name and and then you you so you 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 they're saying, okay, well, then you've earned the right to say whatever you're going to say next. But the minute you call me and you say, Mr. Wall, how are you doing today? Done. Right. I, I know exactly who you are and I know I don't want to talk to you. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So true. And, and, and so like we we're just telling him like because we've been beta testing all these phone calls, man. And so, you know, our line now is like basically when we're calling leads, I say, you know, I, I say, hey, Tristan, this is Mike with the home search site. Hey, just curious. Are you looking to make a move in the next three months or are you just browsing? Right. And and so like I've given very little information right there. Now, that's a cold lead call to a, to a, an Internet registration. Right. My scripts for expireds and FISBOs are totally different. Mm -hmm. But all I'm trying to do is keep them on the phone as long as possible, because I want to be able to drop something to either create familiarity, credibility or influence with them so that they'll allow me to say what I want to say. Well, that's interesting, dude. Yeah, I, I see. I see what you mean on that. So we do it very similarly now, now that you're telling me how you do it. So when we're calling them up, and then remember, these are Facebook or Google. Realtor.com and Zillow are different. They're like that to the yeah. point, right? And a lot of times those come in as appointments. It, dude, exactly. Yeah. So very, very different dialogue, but you're right. I think when we, we're looking for one thing, and I'm training my agents all the time. This is why the, you know they can close $10.5 million deals, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's all about getting to finding their motivation. We're trying to find their motivation. And sometimes it'll be like a minute in, sometimes it'll be like five to 10 minutes in, right? Wow. But the point is to get through that first one that they're gonna tell you, that first no, which is, I'm just looking. And then you're saying, well, that's why I was, uh, that's why I'm calling, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Right, no, I'm just looking. Well, that's why I'm calling. I just wanna make sure we've got the right home search for you. Cause Mike, yeah. the last thing I wanna do, is spam you with crappy homes and they laugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, okay, fine. I'm looking closer too. And they tell me. Yeah. And you listen, when we say, are you are you looking to make a move in the next three months? Are you just browsing? We expect them to say, we're just browsing. I'm just browsing. Right. And, and you and you say, well, that's fantastic. That's exactly what the site is for. Hey, tell me a little bit more. Are you looking for a three-bedroom or a four-bedroom? Right. Yeah. You're always earning the right to what to say whatever you're gonna say next. Until you've built that rapport, because until you've built rapport, you haven't earned the right to be able to talk to them like a friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very true, man. So, okay. So, you know, when obviously when you're calling people, I love the fact that you brought up, know the, know a little bit about the lead because that can affect the, the um, that can affect the way that you are able to build rapport with them. If you can create that instant familiarity, what else? Well, there, there are things on the back end, specifically with, like I said, with Facebook, with the questions. Now, Google also offers something that, so most, here's here's the differentiation with some companies, right? And I don't know who does them and who, who does it and who doesn't do this. Yeah. But I know that most keywords uh, that are being used for pay-per-click are approximately 500 keywords per, per search, right? Mm -hmm. And they do broad searches, they do narrow searches. So let's say, Mike, you search in, um, you search in Malibu, long tail keyword, broad, meaning some of that verbiage that you used can change a little bit and it'll still reach me on Google, right? And I'll be at the very top. Now, those are typically 500 keywords per ad. 
So that means if you're paying for an ad wherever you're at for that city, for that search, it's going to be, let's say, hey, you're putting $100 for that specific search. Mm -hmm. Now, the difference is that some companies have now decided to create an algorithm that creates 100,000 keywords instead of the typical 500. Wow. Now, what they do is that keyword, it identifies which keywords are being clicked on the most and which ones aren't, and it updates the algorithm three three times a day. So it subtracts those keywords that aren't being used, puts in the right ones. So your dollars are going to go longer, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to give you more. And the results are going to be better for the leads that are coming in. And on top of that, they're asking questions and they're making it just like a Facebook lead ad. So when they click on it, it's asking you questions. Hey, are you looking to buy in the next 90 days? Right. Right. And all those questions as well. So in essence, they're making it like a Facebook lead ad. And some companies, very few from what I've seen, have shifted over to that. Mm -hmm. Some are still using the old keyword uh, Google uh, ads, yeah. which, which makes a difference. Yeah, for sure. So when you like now knowing how leads are coming in, right? And, um, you know, it used to be, well, you want to contact the lead within the first five minutes. Do you still believe that to be true? You know, only if it's a realtor.com or a Zillow lead. Okay. The other leads, they, they can definitely wait a little bit because like I said, they're top. That's why I showed you the, the, uh, the funnel. Sure. The funnel, middle of the funnel. They can wait. You're still going to be the first one who's going to touch them, right? Yeah. And, and most of them connect usually through text first. That's where I was going. I'm glad right. you brought that up. So you can call them, but chances are they're probably not going to pick up. Yeah. And I, I always tell my agents, look, call them first. If they don't pick up, then text them because that's, you know, 80% of them are going to come back through text. Once they connect, then you pick up the phone and then you call them. Got it. Yeah. Got it. And so when a, let's say when a new lead registers and your agent reaches out, they don't get them, they shoot them a text. How do, how do they continue to follow up with that lead, Tristan? So it's a combination of some of our automation, some of our ISAs, and what they do. I typically have every person on my team only hold 100 online leads at a time. Yeah. So the rest go into what we have as a pond. Pond, yeah. Yeah, perfect. So the reason I do that is, is twofold. One is I had a while back, I had an agent on my team. He's still with me, and he's a great agent. Um, he had 8,000 leads in his database. Wow. And he could never catch up, man. Cause he was always, he had a task to do yeah. and he was really good with tasks, but sometimes he'd fall behind on the new leads. And some of those new leads were really good. Right. Yeah. So after I talked to him a few years back, I'm like, you know, we need to really change this to kind of get your life back. Right. Yeah. So let's do this. Let's only keep a hundred of the new ones. And every, every time you go over 100 at the end of the week, you can filter down, throw them into the pond, and then just keep on following up with those top 100 that you have. You categorize them A, B, C, D, E. That way you know which ones are A's and B's. So when you go up there, you're like, got it. A, pre-qualified, ready to go. B, not pre-qualified, ready to go. C, three to six months. D, six months plus. E, probably not going to buy or maybe next year. Right. 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 So, so we do something very similar. We actually have a top, we use a top 50. And then um, we, what we do is we, we have a sweep filter 
that runs every day, but it, it only takes the attempted contacts out of the agent's pipelines after three days, no contact. So it's, if it's still showing attempted contact, then it's swept into to the pond automatically. I like that. And then everybody can call the attempted contacts. But what that does is it keeps, it keeps the agent's pipelines lean, right, with their top 50, but it also creates a really good pond. Because a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the leads in the pond are just attempted contacts where nobody's actually talked to these people, right? And then we created a second pond. We call it our Sally Pond, where we actually throw the people who are not interested or or already bought a home or are, are working with a realtor, and we we keep that information because a, a lot of times there's still a good email, a good phone number, and we don't know what we might do with in the future. But the only the only leads we ever trash are bad phone number, bad email. That's, That's the only leads we ever trash. Yeah, that's very true. And then what we do is every single lead that we have, we have them on the dynamic ads for real estate, Yeah, which is just there. And Facebook just changed the name to just real estate ads to confuse yeah. us more, right? So yeah. uh, that's just retargeting your database through Facebook and Instagram. And some people are like, well, why, why would we do that on Facebook or Instagram? I'm like, well, yeah. Because 70% of the American population is on Facebook, 217 million people, yeah. right? And explain what you mean by retargeting for those who don't know. What do you mean so, by that? <clears throat> good question. Retargeting is it grabs your whole database and in your, Mike, if you're part of my database now on Facebook and Instagram, you're going to see some of my ads. Most of them are going to be an IDX feed that comes in a carousel ad. So pictures that swipe to the right. Mm -hmm. Right. This way you can take a look at a catalog of homes on Facebook and it just pops up randomly. You're like, oh, it's Tristan. Let's take a look at homes. And as you click and engage on them, well, the system between the IDX system and Facebook and Instagram, they then say, OK, got it. Mike is looking for a million dollar home, four bedrooms, two baths. Let's send him more like that the next time we see him on Facebook. And though that's the dynamic part about it. It changes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. And so, you know, obviously there's there's really there's I guess there's four channels. Uh, and and I, I would say retargeting is a way to communicate um, not the agent to the consumer, but the site to the consumer. And and it's still a great it, it, it's also you're creating that, um, you know, you're creating that uh, that mind share or that name recognition, too, when you do that. So there's phone calls, there's emails and there's text messages. Right. So when a new lead comes in, your agent's calling in the first five minutes. Um, now, I mean, you know, too, and I think with Wailopa, there's an AI component like there is with Sync, right? So you can automate some of now some of the text messages. And then most of the emails can be automated, too. But let's go through each one of those. Your, your phone call plan is a call within the first five minutes. Got it. Uh, and then are they are they how, how often are they continuing to make phone calls to that lead after that? Typically, what we have on the first day is call within five minutes, then no pickup after four rings. I know some people don't like this, but we do it is hang up, call again uh, no, in about a minute or so. Yeah. <clears throat> then if they don't pick up at that point, leave a message, then text them and told, tell them that you left a message. Yeah. Right. You left a message. Call me back. Then they go ahead and they email them that exact same thing as they texted. Super easy. So agents don't forget. Yeah. And then they leave it alone for the because our automation also takes over. We have right. agent legend turning on for seven days. Yeah. We have the seven, we, we call it seven days of touching. So yeah, uh, it's just a nurture process that involves voicemail, 
uh, voicemail drop, uh, text, video text, video email. Nice, man. So we have that process for seven days. Now my agents try again for in between those seven days again. And if they don't reach them, yeah, that's when they try to put them into the pond. Okay. And then you have the ISAs calling into the pond? We do. We have a set of ISAs calling inside of the pond to nurture. Uh, and what they look at is they look at last logins first. Yeah, right? of course. And, and then in some cases, depending on who you're with, uh, what CRM you're using, there are priority leads. So those leads that have favorited homes, those leads have, that have shared homes. Yes. Just looking intensely, right? Those are the ones that they're calling as well. And and then a whole database is being retargeted through, um, yeah. through their ads. So one thing you said is, is and I, I want people to take note of this because this this is, I mean, just over the last couple of years, people have started doing this because they understand like when someone calls once, that's one thing, but usually when they call twice, um, they they may think of it, oh, this might be an emergency. I, I need to answer this, or this may be an important call. I need to answer this, right? And so uh, it, it works in some cases. I know you mentioned also some people don't like that. I'm, I'm not one of those people. I love it because, uh, I mean, the reality of it is every sale you've ever had came from a conversation, right? And if you can't have a conversation, you can't have a sale. So you've got to talk to these people. And yeah. so any way you can do that, you, it, so if you have to call them twice, I mean, I'm totally cool with that. I think that's a great idea. So you guys, um, you, you, the the the, uh, the AI component, how is that engaging the lead? The, the AI component right now is only, I have it set so that it only engages those leads that are called priority leads, meaning they've favorited a home, okay, right? or they've cert they've looked at a home over the same one in a day for five times or more, yeah, or they've revisited our website through the dynamic ads process. Yeah. Those are the only three times that they're engaging in there. The other times we're the ones doing it. Okay, give me. Do you have any crazy AI stories? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a couple of Spanish ones where, okay. we, where we had to take it over, right? Yeah. Um, there's some that they messed up completely because, you know, it's it's not perfect, okay? Right. Um, somebody says, oh, we're looking in the, we're in Los Angeles, okay? So right. a lot of the cities are Spanish names. Yeah. We're looking in San Fernando, in the San Fernando Valley. And then the AI goes and says, oh, I'm sorry, I don't speak Spanish, but let me get you somebody who, <laughs> who does <laughs> oh, yeah. that I know that's absolutely terrible. Yeah, oh, that's that epic. Fun. So that's a, that's an ep, that's that's a fail. How about a win, man? Epic fail. Uh, a win. Dude, there's a, there's actually quite a few wins because sometimes we don't identify when these people came back. I'll give you the latest one. I don't purchase Zillow leads anymore. It's been about four years, but I do still have them in my database, right? Yeah. So one well, of the hey, hey Tristan, congratulations, man. I, how was the detox process? Oh, dude, was it wicked? <laughs> it was so 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 hard because I decided to do Realtor.com and Zillow at the same time and remove them. Oof. So I felt like I was gonna—I honestly felt like I was gonna lose my whole business. I was yeah. like. But Isn't it's that crazy, man. It's it literally is like crack for your business, man. We had a really we were spending like 16 grand a month on Zillow. And like we're in Ohio, bro. So like average the 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 CPL is very low here. Damn. Dude. Do you wait, Mike? I have a question on that. Yeah. Do you ever still feel like hmm, maybe I should dip my toes again? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I don't, but I have that feeling, just so you know. Yeah, and I catch myself, man, because I, I mean, I have friends that do it still, you know, and they've converted over to the Flex program. And, and the funny thing is, and I hope he doesn't watch this, but like he works for the same company I do and they put up our regional numbers. And I'll notice that his volume is higher than mine. But when they look at, at uh, GCI, he's not even on there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, dude. He's, you know, he's, he's doing, you know, he's, he's doing $2 million a month more than we are. And he's not even in the top five on, on gross commission income. And that's only half the story. The other half is the net. Yeah. Right. That's, that's big because I'm looking at the last, I'll give you the last big one example. And then we'll go back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, my, my average lead cost for Google is about $10. Okay. And I strategically, I'm placing most of my pay-per-click in luxury areas because I can, right? I'm all surrounded all by luxury areas. And so I know that my ROI is completely different than most people. But, you know, I spent since August, I decided to up our, our amount. And let's just call it an even number of 10,000 just to, just to have an easy number. 10,000 over what, um, August, September, October, November, that's four months, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, just one, just one lead has already made us $219,000 in commission. Wow. Yeah. Right? One, that's not including everything else we've closed. Sure. Right? So I hate you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, no, but I think uh, my message is be strategic about not only what type of, of, of lead, online leads you're generating yeah. and you're generating them. People always ask me, how did you break into luxury? I'm like, well, I purposefully went in knowing that nobody was targeting them on PPC and Facebook lead ads. So I went all in there. Right. Yeah. And that's how I broke in. That's crazy, man. Well, good for you. Good for you. And good for you, by the way, not taking the, the bait and going back to Zillow or realtor.com. I get, I get the, I get the itch every once in a while. <laughs> it's like, what can I add in? We're having a really good month. What can I, and, and you're like, uh, 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 no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, no way. So we've, we've had some, uh, we, we actually implemented our AI uh, about four months ago. And it's funny, the second week we did it, huh? the thing set up an appointment to view a house for one of our agents. We went out and showed it and sold it. And oh, so that, yeah, that was a really good story. That was awesome. Yeah. And, and I, I, by that point, I was just sold. I was like, this is great. But then we've had some really bad ones, too, where we've had to jump in. You know what I mean? And yeah. you've got to monitor it. It's, it's definitely not a process that, that, that they've got you know, down pat right now. But it's, it's getting better. And it's gonna, yeah. it is the future. It's so cool. And now I'm reading that there are companies now that will um, make AI phone calls to leads. And it's getting ready to get crazy, my brother. It's getting crazy. Dude. And uh, I don't know. I mean, have you heard anything about that? Look, I, I've seen it. I've actually seen videos of it. Yeah. And what what's pretty awesome to me is the ability for these AI companies to take to take a voice and almost make it sound like you. Yes. And make those calls for you, right? <laughs> and I envision a time in the near future where. Well, we'll be able to have a digital version of ourselves, just like we do with avatars, right? Yeah. And avatar. yeah. But this is a digital voice version of ourselves. Yeah. Where the AI is so good 
that we're comfortable enough to let it dial for us, right? And so I think think people just don't understand how advanced AI is only because they don't understand um, the difference between true AI and what some people just see as automation. Like a lot of what you see out there is automated, which is if they say this, then this is the response, right? right? If they say this, then this is that's automated, right? Uh, I think AI, true AI, is when you're looking at uh, machine learning, yeah. when it actually remembers, based on all of the data it has, what's the best response to use. Yeah, and this is why data is so important, right? Yeah, the data. The more we use the AI on on the ones that are real are using machine learning, sure. The more we use AI, the more they're going to say, whoa, whoa, you know what? Mike's Mike's last text to this one, uh, let me go search it really quick on all of the texts he sent. Ooh, these two got the most conversion rate. Let's use something very similar to that. Yeah. And use natural language because it can. It's machine learning. Boom, done. And it did that all in a matter of a millisecond, yeah. right? That's machine learning. That is true AI. That's the difference. Yeah. And it's coming. It's Dude. Coming. Yeah. So yeah. You, you mentioned also, um, and I'm hoping we can dig into this just a little bit, um, text videos and email videos. Can you, can you speak a little bit more or elaborate on kind of some of the detail of what's going out in these videos? Yeah, honestly, they don't do that great of a job in bringing people back the text videos. Yeah. But it's more just to diversify the, our approach, right? Sure. Just to just to nudge people a little differently, so that people are like, "Oh, that's right, you sent me a text video." Uh, email video does do a better job. Okay. And why do you I, think that is, Tristan? I think because uh, people feel a lot more comfortable seeing it on email. They're used to it. Yeah. We're still not used to getting video text. We're used to getting gifs or gifs, right? Yeah. And. We're used to we're used to FaceTiming now and using Zoom. So I think we're getting there on the text version, but we still don't, we're still not quite there where I'm gonna text you, Mike, a video and be like, hey, what's up, Mike? And then send it to you. It's just yeah. it's not there yet, uh, at least uh, for, for all of us to get. And I don't know if it ever will, but video on email, that's that's super easy, man. Right, right. And you know, a lot of times people, I know people are out there are most people are looking stuff. Uh, on mobile, right? But you know, a lot of times people are sitting down too, maybe on their their home computer and opening emails and 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 consuming them that way, and that might have something to do with it. Yeah. Um, you know, you uh, the when a, do you think that right now? I mean, obviously, I, when you look at the number of leads that are produced um, or generated every year versus the number of sales, it's some like ridiculous number, right? And we know there's like there's literally like ten times as many leads generated as as actual homes sold uh, in the United States. How? What is the best way right now in today's landscape, given the pandemic, um, everything that's going on in the world, when a lead registers today? What is the best way? Because we're all looking to add value, right? That's that's the only way we can get to the consumer today is to just to add value. And to add value has gotten infinitely harder because of the amount of information available to the consumer online. Yeah. What is the best way right now to deliver value to a lead? Well, I think you, you have to look at 
you have to really look at your demographic. Like, who are you trying to service? Because that's, if you ask me that question, it's going to be, if I'm looking at the luxury areas that we cover, the way yeah. that we deliver value is, is homes that are offline, believe it or not. Uh, homes that are not even on the market. So off-market homes. Yeah. Okay. That, that's like pocket really listings. Yeah. Best. Pocket listings. Even though we're not allowed to do pocket listings, well, yeah. we know all the agents that have possible listings, right? Because we work in the area. Yeah. And so that is that is something of value to the people that we service a lot. Like a yeah. third of the homes that sell in luxury areas sell off-market, which is insane, dude. So- um, you have to think psychologically, a lot of the people that are purchasing 10, $15 million homes, they want the exclusivity of something, right? That's what they want. Only I know about this, <laughs> right? Only I'm the only one that knows about it. So this is, I've, I've got to have it. You know, you what I mean? I won't let somebody else, if somebody else finds out about it, they're going to buy it and I won't get it. Yeah, dude, it's nuts. That's, that's, I mean, the higher you go in the price point, believe it or not, that's a big factor. Yeah. And so we know that now look at where your demographic is, the, the audience, right? Sure. What is that? What is it that you're giving back? And then talk to that. Because yeah. I think we we try to generalize so much with our message to catch as many people as we can. Yeah. And that that can be okay, but you're gonna lose your target audience. Sure. Yeah. Right. And you're not gonna connect with them. Right. And sending homes is no longer a value proposition. Like every 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 now I will tell you this. Um, we, we do oftentimes get people that sign up on our website and they have a very broad search. And so you want to make sure if you're going to capture the leads attention and keep them on your site, that they're, that you're sending them the most relevant listings. And, um, you know, if you can't get in touch with the consumer, you better do a little bit of research about the homes that they looked at in your, on your site and make sure that their search is completely dialed in. Otherwise you're just noise. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that's it, man. You got it. It's very key. I think people really need to, and this is why I tell my agents, don't just call them, don't just text them, right? Do everything as much as you can. Also send them a video on, on email, right? Through whatever whatever you have. If it's bomb, use bomb bomb. But try to connect with them so that they see that you're trying to give value. Yeah. What is that value that you're giving, right? Yeah. Not like, hey, you just visited our website. I'm just checking in to see how your home search is going. <laughs> That ain't gonna do it. Right, right. So that's you, not gonna do it. So is your lead traffic up right now with the pandemic? Dramatically, man. How yeah. about yours? Yeah, it is up big time. And and I, I don't know, I don't I don't know that more people are looking for a home. Our inventory is extremely scarce. We probably have a month and a half supply right now. It's it's awful. And so, and, and then going into the holidays, even less people want to sell. Um, so the conversation right now is, is really, um, it's not that we don't have buyers into the marketplace and it's not that interest rates are good. It's, it's that the inventory is not there. Um, and there's, and so I'll tell you this, and this is just a little secret between you and I, and then obviously anybody that consumes the show, Okay. we, we do not, and, and our website will show um, both pending and active listings. I will not make somebody search just active listings unless I've talked to them because I want to show them as many properties as possible until we engage the client. And if I show them just very few homes, the chances of them engaging us are much lower than if I show them all the homes that are pending and available. Right. 
And so, but, yeah, and, and, and the only reason I do that is because it would be asinine if after I talked to them, they told me that they, what they were looking for, and then I sent them pending listings. But since I've never talked to them, I can send them whatever I want, right, until I've had that conversation. And so the more I show them, the more opportunity I have for them to engage one of those properties and come back to us. That's very true. And I think you, you, you're doing it right because the more we, we can show them that we're taking the time to actually search for a home and explain to them why these set of two or three homes are very good for them, mm -hmm. uh, they're not going to believe that you're a value. Like yeah. they can go on, on redfinrealtor.com or Zillow to find the exact same thing, right? Yep. Yep. You, yeah, you're doing it right, man. Awesome, brother. Well, listen, hey, I know we got a we're short on time here. Um, if if people want to get in touch with you, reach out to you, um, obviously they can go to Lab Coat, Coat Agents online uh, on Facebook and, and follow you there. What's the best way to to reach out to you, get in touch with you? Yeah, best is is really Facebook and Instagram. Just go to Tristan Amada and you'll find me there and just message me if you have any questions at all. I usually get back to you by the end of the day. So Either one, awesome. Facebook, Instagram. Well, man, I could talk to you for another hour and a half. Literally, this is my this is my absolute favorite topic, man. And and uh, I just I, every time I, I talk about lead conversion, lead generation, uh, I it's just one of those things, man. I just I love it. And uh, I know the landscape will continue to change, and and um, we're going to have to continue to change with it, or or we'll you know we're going to fall behind. So but uh, I, I do appreciate you. I know you're a busy dude and I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to share with our audience. Um, as usual, I love sharing these stories week after week because I know this show is literally changing agents' financial lives, my own included. Do me a big favor. If you know someone that might enjoy the podcast, please, please, please share it with them. If you like the podcast, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure and subscribe. And if you like Mr. Tristan's episode, make sure to give us a five-star review. Don't forget, you can go to MikeWallLive.com where you can get right now, I have a free 30-minute business strategy call. And uh, again, you can book that at meetmikewall.com. Tristan, thanks again, brother. I so appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks for the opportunity. I love your show. Awesome, man. Thanks again. <laughs>